One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Zone Time, everybody. I'm Julian. Avery is here. Sam is here. And for the first time in how many days, uh, Tic Tac Tomar is here. When we last had Tic Tac Tomar, he was worried that the Leafs were going to get swept by the Florida Panthers. Since then, the Panthers have beaten the Leafs in the playoffs. The Panthers are now, as of this recording, one win away from reaching the Stanley Cup final. And of course, with the Leafs, which is where we're going to start today, uh, they need a new GM. We figured there would be changes coming. Uh, there was an episode we did where we thought, okay, Sheldon Keefe was probably going to be the guy. Kyle Dubas is the first domino to fall. And that comes after he has that press conference where he says, hey, maybe I might not want to do this. I got to make sure my family's all right. Paraphrasing, obviously. And then Brenton Shanahan heard all that and said, oh, so you want to come back? You want more money? Nah, we got to move on to another, di- got another uh, direction, my friend. And uh, yeah, they need a new GM. Uh, let's start there before we get into the core four and other stuff. Omar, since you haven't been on in a while, can you like take us through what it's been like seeing the Leafs go through all they've gone through these last few weeks? Also, like y- you might have correctly predicted the fact that they're going to go through like the worst offseason because it-, it feels like Leafs fans are suffering every day. It feels like that. Here's here's the thing. I've go off, sir. Julian. Julian. <laughs> I've I've thought I've thought about a lot about this and I've honestly I've I've dreaded it. I've dreaded the beginning of this toxic, messy offseason. And I've seen many reactions from these fans everywhere. There'll be fans who are pissed, who are frustrated, who are disappointed, who are concerned. And for those who are concerned, it makes sense. It's it's weird when you look into like the details and the nitty-gritty of like how the whole Shanahan Dubas thing played out. And how ownership MLSC may or may not have had a direct impact on that. That's a little weird because we make fun of organizations that have owners that make direct direct decisions. Hey Sam, right? So you know it's weird. It's 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 it's, it's uncomfortable, right? And and for the last couple of days, actually many days, uh, again, many people have been tweeting and having their responses, and I don't care. Right, it's weird. I I don't I I call cap on that. Now now no no no, no no hold on hold on, no, hold on you hold on. obviously let me, care. Let me, let me let me let me let me. So there's there's a weird sense of apathy that I have towards this whole thing, which is surprising to me because, like, internally, like deep down. I, I I feel the 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 chaos and the storm and the oh what's this how what's how's this going to be impacted how this is going to be impacted how this is going to be impacted but like through this entire story I watched the Dubis uh, the Dubis presser I watched the Shanahan presser I've watched all of the the all the up and down narratives which for the record i don't think anyone really knows what's going on like every single day there's a new thing oh the core four is upset oh actually they may not be upset oh this player wants out oh that player wants out oh oh this person's gonna be they're gonna bring peter shirelli to 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 be the gm so the the stance that, that i have taken is that i'm going to sit down shut up and wait until july 2nd because that's because it, it's, it's it's a new it's a new in atmosphere for for the longest time in, in the dubious era and i'm going back to like the maybe 2015 2016 season we knew what the plan was right 2015 2016 season tanked for matthews got matthews 
Cool. Next season growth. Hey, they grew, they grew even more. They made the playoffs. Thanks, Frederick Anderson. That team was horrible. Goalie saved us. The season afterwards, you want to see more growth. And we did, right? And then it's like, okay, hey, let's actually start to do something. And they try to do something and they fail and they fail and they fail. But we still knew what the, what the plan was, what the overall direction was. And now we can guess at what the plan is. We can guess at what the goal is, but how they're going to go about it, that's up in the air. Now, there was a time where I used to lay down and stew and think and panic about what they're going to do to get to that point. And, and because of what everything that's taken place, I'm not going to do that anymore because I've spent many seasons frantically thinking, oh, they have to do this, they have to do this. Oh, what if this happens? What if this happens? And where has that left us? With the Leafs out of a playoff spot. At, sorry, out of the playoffs. So you know what? Does the change suck? Yeah. Is it uncomfortable? For sure. Is it weird? Definitely. Is it concerning? Possibly. But literally what they've been doing has not gotten them higher than the second round. And in said second round, they went down 3-0, where... And the coach said it himself. The series was done after three games. Great thing to hear from your head coach. His days are numbered, right? And, and, and we're out. So I think the only thing that can make me like literally frantic, like vintage Omar mode, is if we don't have any security when it comes to Matthews. But I am at a point now, do what you have to do, man. Do what you have to do because every year there's always this, like this one team that comes out of nowhere. Like, like if we go back and look at the domino effects from, from this, this, this year in the playoffs, if Pittsburgh wins that game, everyone keeps bringing that up. Where's the lie? Right. Right. And, and, but here's the thing, but here's the thing, Florida had their opportunity and they took it. And now look where, look where they are. Now, Carolina is in the, right now, as of this recording, Carolina is in the exact same position the Leafs were, were in in round two. What's the difference? The difference is, is that Carolina has actually won some things, whereas we have not. They won a few rounds. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. And how many have the Leafs won? Not as many. Not as many. So that's my long-winded way of saying that I'm going to sit and I'm going to wait and observe and then have my thoughts afterwards because there is way too much flux and, and there are so many decisions that need to be made. There are many names out there, but I'm just going to wait and see. That's, that's my stance. I'm going to wait and see. And Sam, how long does this wait and see approach from Omar last? I mean, I think this sounds really depressing. But Jeez. this sounds a lot just like where Canucks fans hit with the Canucks over the last few years, right? Like mm. when you get to the point where you don't even react to moves anymore, other than like, yeah, it's just, it's, you're on the path to indifference. Yeah, that's and true. Uh, that's a bar. <laughs> it just, it happens, right? Like the only difference is I think, I think it's, I can't decide which is more frustrating, like perpetual incompetence or like putting together a team that on paper should have been very successful and never lived up to it. Like, and it happens, right? Like look at the San Jose Sharks. You went, you went a decade where they were constant favorites. They should have won a cup. They never won a cup. And it happens. Like that's just kind of sports, but it's, Mm -hmm. I don't know what's actually more frustrating at this point. Like being a team that seems to have done everything that they should have done and should have succeeded or being a team that just never does anything. Yeah, but like, it's one thing to be like the sharks where you have your opportunities and your teams just aren't good enough. The Leafs, it's a very, very different story. Cause you can go mm-hmm. back to so many teams that failed and not only did they fail, they fell on their faces and down this hill yeah. all the way at the bottom and then tried to climb up again and then fell again. Like it's the yeah. most embarrassing way you could do it. Like it's, it's legit 
Charlie Brown trying to kick the 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 yeah, the but like can Lucy. can anyone point to like specifically what was wrong with them? Like no, right? Like on yeah. paper, this is a team that should have succeeded. Like, I can't. Yeah, could uh, that have been better? I don't. But he, there's always something about teams that can be better, players? right? But like, I don't. There. Well, that's one. That's one thing. I, I think. You know what? Yeah, that's. That's trying to fill thing. out your roster like is like, that okay, yeah man if the yeah. salary cap was in a much different place and even yeah. we'll get him into this because we haven't heard from him in a bit but just put building a lineup where you you put all of your money into four forwards they have and, the, and they have your the perform. yeah they have to perform but yeah. also you have to ensure that the way you're filling out the rest of that lineup you're you're basically trying to find guys from here and there and it's worked to a certain extent guys like michael bunting were able to succeed in some way but you have to come up with a more balanced lineup that's what yeah. we're see- Seattle. Avery was able to brag about Seattle. They had a balanced mm-hmm. lineup. Yep, Florida were. has elements of that too. Yep. Uh, Colorado, yeah, when they were really good last Seattle. year. Yeah, that's true. Mm. But they did lose to a Dallas team that has cornerstones at every position. Yeah, but how many years has Seattle been in the league? And how many how many want, uh, rounds have they won? They won. They've damn they. Damn, they've won as many. The Seattle Kraken have won as many rounds as the Toronto Maple Leafs have. And and last, and, like, and that's, that's pretty going back to and going back to Sam's point is that like yeah, you think of those teams that like that they just like, for some reason they they they, just, they they were good on paper, but it couldn't get it done. But at least those teams got close. At least they experienced some sense of victory. The the Sharks made the flipping final in 2016. I think they did. Right, they 2016, did, yes. yeah, they made the, 2016, made the final, yes. lost to Pittsburgh, right? But at least they made it there, right? The only success that the Leafs have as far as concrete results on the ice was this year, this one year, and that's it. I'm seeing, again, I'm, people are making comparisons to Carolina. Carolina made the, the conference final four years ago. They're in it right now. They've won rounds before, not even close. So it's just like, yeah, the team was good on paper, but like, are we judging regular season success, which they had a lot of franchise records, hundred point season, yada, yada. But like when it's all said and done, or do we look at the regular season success or do we look at the playoff success? We all look at the the, playoff success. And the, and it's not there. It's non-existent. Uh, Avery, how do you feel about the fact that uh, a man you awarded a golden do-rag at the beginning of the year is the odds-on favorite to be the Leafs GM? I find it interesting. I'm not surprised that the Leafs are going to try and now go older as Omar is just faithful perpetually at the idea. Omar, of you don't like the idea that Brad for Living could be GM of the <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs? You don't like what's, you don't like what's Brad. What's not to like about uh, trading away Matthew Kachuk to the Florida Panthers? That's cold. That's cold. It, it's yes. truth. How's it's, that it, it's truth. It's truth. That's cold. That, that is cold. Like, <laughs> it, you know what, though? If the Leafs, I really feel now the Leafs take a step back next year. The, yeah. Next year, that's on Brendan Shanahan. That is on Brendan Shanahan. Because he's the man who walks away from Kyle Dubas. And if he brings in a GM that takes a step back, if the Leafs go back to being a one and done team in the playoffs or missing the postseason, if you're MLSC, how do you not put this on Shanahan next season if you regress? How? If they, if they miss, he has to be gone. Like, ha- like, has to be. And and a lot of people have mentioned this already. I'm surprised he's not gone now. But, hey, whatever. I I, my, I said this last week. I was very surprised. People talk about Keefe and people talk about Dubas. People talk about players. How come nobody mentioned at any point, hey, what about Brendan Shanahan's future? That was just like a topic that was just kind of thrown up in the air and then yep. swatted down immediately. Like, oh, there's no reason yep. to, to think about Brendan Shanahan's future. I think after this past week, there is. Yep. Rightly or wrongly, he chose Dubis over, over Lou Lamarillo. Made, made, made the choice. Whatever, which, right? Which it I think either. a lot of people saw as the right move at the yeah, time, or maybe they, there were people who were in favor of that no, move. There are people absolutely. who were not in favor. I'm of not that gonna. Move. I'm not gonna walk it back and say that that was that was the wrong move. Absolutely, I think that was, that that was the best thing to do. However, he hitched his rat his wagon to do this. Whether successes, disappointments, whatever that 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 was his person. So I, I don't understand how Dubis Dubis is gone, but then nothing. But then there's no re- repercussions with Shanahan. So then. And, and then hearing how it took place, 
like we 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 cover this sport we watch the game we we know all this all the bs back and forth you know man like like you think other other gms other people who are watching this saying like oh wow you know what not only do i want to be the gm of a team that can't make it past the second round for more than five more than five games i'm also going to deal with a president who may not let me do my job and then perhaps will air out every single detail of why our negotiations fell through and then why I'm not being offered a continuance from there. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? I'm definitely going to take that challenge. Like, it's just, it's just, it's, it's weird. Yeah, but also it, at the same time, counterpoint. I have a counterpoint here. Yeah. Like, if this was like, not to throw the organization I cover under the bus. If this was Murray Edwards in the Calgary Flames, you were dealing with that. I could totally understand why you'd be like, yeah, I don't know if I want to deal with this mm-hmm. and this ownership and who does not put as much money into things. Look at what the Saddle Dome looks like right now. The Toronto Maple Leafs have MLSE and their money and all the resources that they put into so many things behind the scenes mm-hmm. and whatever ego boost that comes with being the person that says, hey, I fixed the Toronto Maple Leafs the so-called mecca of the hockey universe. Like there's still something about that job that if you are put in that position and you interview for it, you know, you're not necessarily thinking of about Brendan Shanahan airing your dirty laundry or, or, or the fact that you weren't able to get past the first round on a consistent basis. There's still some kind of allure and maybe not some kind, but there is an allure that still comes with that job. And you're still going to get people who go oh, for yeah. that position. You just might end up with a Brad Treliving or a Mark Bergevin at the end of it. Why is Mark Bergevin like? I man, there, someone there... made a really good point the other day yeah. about Mark Bergevin, and I and I and, and like I thought about it, and I think it's like at first I was like, Duh. like I, okay, let me here's the thing: the Toronto Maple Leafs very front loaded on talent up up front, right? Mm-hmm. And their problem is filling out the roster and finding guys who are going to do it. Mm-hmm. One thing Mark Bergevin was good at doing was trading for grit people and and finding random guys who for whatever reason, had to be elevated to second line center when they really should be third. Or just Oh, yeah. An and then also fumbling draft, high draft picks and also fumbling trades. Hey, Jonathan Duran for my, my, Mikhail Sergachev. How many other trades did he fumble beyond Sergachev, Duran, Subban, Weber, which I guess is a debate in itself. But how many other trades did he fumble? The hmm. Sergachev, Duran trade is the worst one. You know what? But the, like the, how the many Deneau, of that the is like trade the was wor- pretty sweet. Did a no trade is like like really good. Yeah, he, that's a and that's a really good player he yeah. got from Chicago, yeah. and and d- eventually didn't want to pay for her, and still ends up getting him in yeah. Los Angeles. He's the best person, yeah, wild. for sure, best person available. Yeah, but uh, also we can also you know we we we've praised Mark Bergevin. <laughs> Mark Bergevin is the same guy who values character. And willingly drafted a kid who committed a sexual offense and told people not to draft him. And was the director of player personnel with Chicago when the Kyle Beach scandal was going on and somehow didn't know anything was going on. Isn't it so funny? Yes, Pivot. Isn't it so funny how, like, we all just forgot about all that stuff? Right. I didn't forget. Right. Right. So now old now people are saying or now people insiders are like, hey, so like Joe Quinville is being interviewed by Gary Bettman to see if he can return to the league. Did, did we forget why he was removed I, in the first yeah. place? I right. really enjoy how <laughs> none of those tweets referenced why he had to do that. Yeah, that's right? fair. Just gonna that is no one context. No one's re- yeah. It if it, and 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 I as as someone who does a podcast with an insider, I I, I can agree. Yeah, whenever it gets kind of mentioned, it's kind of like it, it almost feels like it's a bit like implied that everyone who's listening or consuming the content sort of knows why that those people would be in those positions. But yeah, that's fair. I think we could do a better job of of you know explaining full context because what Stan Bowman and and Joel Quenville were a part of was abhorrent. And there's a reason why they need to consult the NHL to be reinstated. And again, if it gets to that point where they somehow have to speak to the NHL about that, show me the work. And even then, I don't even feel comfortable knowing what they did to get to a point where they could get that job. But it's entirely possible some team is going to take a chance on them. Maybe I, the mean, I think we're we're seeing that, right? Like it's yeah. everything out there points to the fact that the Rangers are, are waiting to see what happens with Quenville. And I think... You know, I think a lot of people have pointed this out, but it's worth repeating. It's been two years, roughly two years. And in that two years, we're looking at Bowman and Quenville being reinstated. Like 
talked about seriously as contenders for jobs, notwithstanding that they haven't been reinstated. And the Chicago Blackhawks made $2 million on Connor Bedard jersey sales in two hours after winning the draft yep. lottery, which is that more money they than they were fined. Yeah, that's that's about as much as they were fined for that. Yeah. Yeah. So they like so made that money. Basically, back. <laughs> no consequences. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You know. We talk about trying to be better and doing better after Kyle Beach. This is not doing better. I'm sorry. Hockey that you're right. Hockey that you're God given right. If the NHL teams for once, and for once NHL world, we saw we heard about the interest in Bowman from Calgary. We've heard about interest in um Pueblo Kyle the Rangers. For once. NHL team, I understand, yes, we want to win. For once, put character and personality and be a good person above, and, and good PR, put that above wins for once. There's so many, there are so many other coaches, other GMs, more deserving of a job. Don't mind the fact it's recycling once again. Put the fact that there are people who are more deserving than of being coaches and GMs. And you know what? If the NHL, if, if the NHL really want to take a stand, Deny the reinstatement. Full on say, you are banned. Keep the ban in place. Don't let them back until they've shown both men why they deserve. And tell any team, you are not allowed to hire them. If you try con- if you try hiring them, you're fined. That's a good way of putting it. So let's, I mean, let's pivot to the, this. They oh, yeah. find the Coyotes more for, for prospects issue than they did. Asinine. Yeah, let's pivot to actual GM candidates who might be worthwhile for the Leafs. And, and, and you know, we've, we've already thrown out guys like Bowman Tree Living and all that, but like, like Omar, who would you like to see the Leafs have as GM? I mean, I think there, yes, every GM needs, needs to have their own like identity and they need to have their own, I guess, thought process definitely. But like I, my, my, I guess my concern is that we we do a 180 where we ignore all the positives that have that have been taken that took place in the Dubas era just to I don't know go go back to the good old hockey times or or, or whatever. So like you know Shanahan's comment, you know whether it's in contest or out of contest, concerns me where he's like you know he wants to look for um a GM GM that's experienced and a GM that has bite. I don't know I, I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's like a sense of bite when it comes to like negotiations, because that was one area that really hit Dubis, the negotiations. Yeah, GMs with bite sounds right. like hockey after dark for me. That sounds right? kind of weird. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. Now, if it means just like, you know, like having a GM that can like really like stand strong when it comes to contract negotiations, that's fine. The the Nylander situation, that was a fumble by Kyle. He ended up giving, giving Nylander what he wanted initially, fumble. The, the Marner situation, fumble. Um, you know what I mean? So it's like when, when, it, when, if we're trying to like reconstruct the cap situation and Julian, as you brought, as mentioned earlier, the main re- the, one of the main things that's plaguing this team is that you have 50% of the cap revolved around four people. And the question for the longest time has been, can they win despite of that? And the answer is clearly no. So you need to have someone who can work within that, who can make those trades and not get, and not get fleeced and not get murdered on these trades. Brad True Living concerns me because he got murdered on a trade. So oh, he got murdered on one trade. It's really it's it's a bad murder, but, but that's also, but, but that's a bad but, but murder. Like, but, but 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 here's the thing. But here's yeah. the thing. Like you should hire the guy whose trade led directly to your team's elimination. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but not the guy who won it. <laughs> the other guy <laughs> oh my look at the other person right oh, so like I, I don't like they like i don't even so, i don't even know like who are actual contenders who, who are out there eric tulski has been a person that a lot of people have talked about you know as as another young up-and-coming mind but i, I don't know if if that that's that's a person that that works eric tulski's yeah. name's getting thrown around like crazy yeah. if you I have a job watch. vacancy is like please eric tulski this yeah. dude is is you have the great website uh, uh, is doing really well in, in, in Carolina right now. As soon yeah. as the vacancies open, hey man, we want that Eric Tulski. Yeah, put him in there. If, so, you could, if you could just give us, please, please, Eric Tulski. And that's no disrespect to him. He's mm-hmm. obviously in the position that he's in. He's in demand for a reason. It's yeah. just whenever people want to this like fun, not fun, but like, hey, I want someone new. I want someone cool. Mm-hmm. Eric Tulski's just that guy. Yeah. So for whatever like, reason. 
So like, I can't really, and this may not be like the, the best answer, but like, I can't think of a name, but I know the type of GM that I don't want. I don't want a GM that's going to walk into the organization and make a change just to say, Hey, this is my team. And I'm going to move you out just to prove it that because that's how the lease used to be. The people who would come in, you know, try to flex their muscles and say, this is my team. And I'm going to let everyone know I'm going to move this person. I'm going to move that person. We, we don't need that. What we need is someone to come in, evaluate what has taken place and see what we can add to it from the conversations. It seems now that the core four is coming back. Okay, fine. So I don't what know how I feel you, about that. I don't know how I feel about that either, but whatever. So if the core four is coming back, then what can you do that Kyle Dubas couldn't? Because Dubas has been trying to do that. He's been, he kept trying to kept, keep the core four together and then add around them. And that hasn't worked year after year after year it has not worked. So what can you do that Kyle couldn't? Is it that you are, you're graduating prospects? Is it that you're maybe making more or more or sly or, or, or ventful deals um, around the edges? Who knows? Are you, are you counting on player growth? Then in that, and if that's the case, then what are you actually doing? So I just don't, I don't want a GM to come in and make a trade or make a move just to make a move. If you're going to make a move, you're going to move one of the core four, which I think we're at a point now kind of needs to happen. Who are you going to move? Who are you going to trade? It shouldn't be Nylander. I don't know why it would be Nylander. Everyone's saying it's going to be Nylander. Why? He's the only one who shows up in the playoffs consistently. He's on a great deal. Do not move him. But if it ends up being the move, okay, well, then how are you making the team better? So I can't think of a name. I just want, I just know what kind of type of GM I don't want. I don't want the GM to walk who walks around and tries to take the, you know, take ownership of the team quickly and then make a, make a trade just for the sake of making a trade. So Brandon Pridham, uh, that's a name that's been thrown out there. What yeah, are the least AGMs? I think Pridham uh, makes, makes a lot of sense for sure. What about he, Doug Armstrong in St. Louis? I don't even know where that came from. It's just, like, I'm, he's won. So, yeah, I'm sure. He's that'd be won. Cool. Yes. <laughs> but, like, I, man, man, but like, mm, uh, I guess on paper, Armstrong would make sense as well because I think he's one of those, like, sneaky gms that makes you think that they're okay not really sneaky just very aware um doug armstrong does the rangers thing consistently where it's just mm-hmm. like hey even if we're in the playoffs we're not gonna we're not good there's no point of us making it okay trading this person this person we'll retool and we'll try again so that thinking i think is, is an attractive piece for the least definitely again i don't know where this name's even coming from because he has like what three or four years left on his deal so whatever but like, if it is Armstrong, I like it a lot more than like Brad, Brad Tree Living or Mark Bergevin or Peter Shirelli. Like, <laughs> he's won Omar. Peter Shirelli's won a cup. Yeah, he did. Where and when, Sam? I Boston. That. I know. You I, won I in know. Boston. It was, it was a joke. It was a joke. I want. I want to Sam answer that. Um, Didn't Peter Shirelli also. Yeah, Peter Shirelli and Jim Benning. Yeah, for yeah, sure. They um, did. I, and then I, he proceeded to trade Tyler Sagan for skipping team breakfast. Thank you. And that was my next Genius point. move. That was my next point. It's <laughs> like, yeah, uh, do we really want the person who traded a young star because they missed practice? Yeah, like, do we really? And also, who made the he... trade? Who made the trade to get that second overall pick to get Tyler Sagan, though? You can't use Leafs trades <laughs> as, a, as, as a boost. That trade was stupid. That made trade made no sense. That is, that's not the flex you think that's, that's, that's a dumb trade. That was, oh god. Can we talk about, about a name that. that no one's talked about? One. What? Um Rich Peverly. Yeah, he's mm. his name's kind of been mm. thrown around randomly. I don't know what's I don't know anything about his managerial qualifications yeah. and so I, don't I don't know if Yeah, could, I don't I mean from a managerial perspective, I don't think it I don't know like he's not yeah. you know, he's Dallas's director of player personnel, but like if you're looking at a team that was stuck with some really terrible looking contracts between Sagan and Ben and being able to find prospects and players to put in there and being credited as the guy who did a lot of work with Jason Robertson. That's not necessarily, you know, it's out of the box and I don't know what his managerial skills are, but you've got, you've got other guys in the organization like Pridham and Gilman who can deal with the contract piece. Like, yeah. Who do you have who's 
who seems to have been able to work the magic he has with the Dallas Stars roster. Like two years ago, I thought the Stars were done. Like I looked at that team. I looked at those contracts. I was like, this is a joke. Mm. And now look at them. What was that year? Was it 2017? Heiskanen, Ottinger, and then Robertson? They got those guys in the same same draft. draft. (laughs) They did. Crazy. Three franchise players, like at each position in the same draft. Nuts. That is insane. Yeah. I, I've seen his name kind of thrown around here and there, but like I don't know if if he has a legit chance at either a Toronto job or with a Pittsburgh oh, I don't, job like, I as well. I haven't heard his name at anything other than like I don't know. No, but I've kind of heard it like on the periphery to their player development. Yeah, but I've heard names yeah. like Jason Botterill more, but obvi- and obviously more Stan Bowman and God, like Stan Bowman, like I don't even think people in Chicago rate him that much. Like I don't you even know don't like, talk about enough. About what? the Bergevin, uh, sorry, not Bergevin, about the tree living thing. What? Would it be funny if like Boston Pizza renamed itself to Austin Pizza because Jim Tree Living owned them and then suddenly his son <laughs> got hired? I just think that would be such a funny story. What a what a summer for the tree livings. That could you, we could see we there's a scenario where Brad Tree Living becomes GM of the auto of the of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the ownership group for the Ottawa Senators, uh, which apparently uh, Nico Sparks' group has all these different people, including the cast of Dragon's Den, which uh, has one gym tree living. The tree livings could dominate all of Ontario. It's in play. Oh, Omar's not pleased at all at any of this. They should make it a term of his employment that it's permanently renamed Austin Pizza. Oh, yeah. Uh, What if Austin leaves? (laughs) <laughs> that, again that, that would be the old doubt man oh man. no man don't that someone someone mentioned austin and kyle dubas have same uh like their same agency for representation or something like that i think i, I read that somewhere too i read that I somewhere don't i don't I know. think you just gotta just just talk to them and tell them what the flipping plan is and then they you know say hey what's your number and he says, oh, I want to make 15. It's like, oh, that's hilarious. Okay, well, what teams do you want to go to? Is there a GM candidate out there that Austin Matthews would be like, oh, you saw, you're taking him, I'm not coming back? That'd be kind yes. of petty. I mean, is it? Is it, though? Is I it? Mean, if, you, if you're walking down the sidewalk, right, and you see a giant hole, and you see, like, 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 the, like the reflection of, like, a spike that's coming out of this hole, are you going to continue walking down the sidewalk or are you going to cross the street? And again, that Spike's name is Peter Shirelli. That's a very specific visualization. I'm just, I'm just yes. saying, if you see the problem, are you going to stay on the path of said problem or are you going yeah. to change the paths before the problem gets closer? Man, I you really don't want to give Peter Shirelli a second chance. No! <laughs> second? What? Fifth? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Fuck, I had plenty Second? Fuck, I had plenty Yeah, Boston. Yo. He had Edmonton. I lost that check. He was working against St. Edmund- Louis. He f- oh, my God. He, he literally, like, he had, he had Jesse Pugliarvi, like, fall, fall to him. And, you know, that, that, that whole situation. At Ooh. one point in Edmonton, he had on the same roster. Eberle, Hall, McDavid, Yakupov, Drysidle. Same roster, same time. Waste. And you're telling me you want that man to be the be the gym of my team? Of my team? <laughs> next next topic. You probably <laughs> should. Oh my god. Although I, I do want to say it would be yes, very ahead. funny. I think or might come bust if come training camp, there's no GM still. And Brent Shanahan That's goes, impossible. Look at me. That would be look impossible. Everybody know. Everybody goes, look at me. I'm the GM now. Oh, no. is GM. <laughs> Shani, Shani's GM. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> Shani's GM. And after he's like, okay, okay, this is what we're going to do. Our first order of business, we have to find the 2023 version of me. Who is that? Oh, oh, what, no. what team are they on? No, no, no. Okay. One? okay. Before right. I do throw it to a next topic with, because uh, uh, we do have to talk about Sergey Bobrovsky and maybe we'll talk about the Arizona Coyotes if we still have time. Um, but like I, I've seen people on Twitter wonder aloud about who the next GM could be. I forget who tweeted this, but someone suggested Avery for this. I, I Even my name got thrown in as a potential AGM. <laughs> so I thought about it this way. 
if we took everyone who's on zone time now and we assembled a management core for the Leafs, Sam is the only one who's a lawyer out of all of us. She makes the perfect sense as GM. Don't shake your head. You're the best qualified person for this job. You're taking this job. And then me, Arun, and Omar as AGM, and you let Avery be head coach of the drama, please. How does that sound? Do you not listen to what I talk about every week? I can't work <laughs> for the Leafs. I cannot work for the Leafs. I knew I was going to say that. Listen, I, if I, I don't have a choice, you don't have a choice. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Yo, you don't have to say it I, 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 I cannot. I said no. I'm a school. Dude, you, I got Yahoo to sign off on this and everything. Imagine, man, just imagine if I was working for the Leafs while Shanahan was giving giving that presser. I would have grabbed the mic. I'm like, no, 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 he's joking. He's joking. Kyle, Kyle, come back. He's joking. He's joking. This, Why are you I, saying that as if that's a bad thing? We'd all love that. I, yo, man, I, 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 yo, can't, Omar. I can't work for the Leafs. I, I can't do it. I'm oh way my. too emotionally involved. Yeah, Avery. You, you complaining? I'm the one. I'm the one who's taking the first bullets first. I'm the head coach. I'm on the bench. I'm taking most crap for this team starts the year like two and seven. That's true. 100. <laughs> percent I'm not even kidding. If, if true, they, go, they go two and seven. I'd be like, Yo, Sam, we gotta fire Avery. Two and seven. And then Sam, Sam would be Yo. like, Sam, and, and then Sam would be like, the season just started. I'm like, what's your what's your point? We're, we're, we're two and seven. Did you, did you see his lines? No, no, no. Yeah, Yo, man, okay. the first the first loss, the first big loss in the Avery era, everybody making a meme out of that hat. 100%. I'd be like, no, no, wait. I'd be like, yo, Avery, Avery. Um, okay, so uh, it's game one. Uh, you lost 3-2 in overtime. What's going on? <laughs> what's, what's, what's going on? What's going on? Only, only, only 22 shots? Listen, my guy, if that's not 30, you're out. Why is our no. team going 2-7? and seven? <laughs> I didn't sign up to coach the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> oh shit. And also, I'm sorry. If yeah. Sam is our GM, I refuse to see that our team is going to be two and seven. We should Dude, at I least myself. I just resign. We, sh- we should be five and five. Anyway, we've done enough <laughs> on least. this topic. We've done enough. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, you know, actual playoff action. Uh and and one man whose name has uh been restored. Uh, to the past glories or whatever past glories he had as a two-time Vezina winner. And that is one Sergei Bobrovsky, who right now looks like the front runner for the Conn Spife trophy. Nobody saw this coming. Uh, that Sergei Bobrovsky would emerge as a guy who would be the biggest reason why the Florida Panthers, again, came in as a wild card, uh, but they are now one win away from a Stanley Cup final appearance. Omar, you look beside yourself. I won't go to you right away. But Sam, what does it feel like? Just not just feel like, but like, what are your thoughts on seeing Sergey Bobrovsky play as well as he's been playing? I love it. I love it. I think it's super fun. I think he's been absolutely unbelievable. And uh, what I would like to see is if the Florida Panthers make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, just let Jay Henry do every game. Yes, <laughs> because all yes. I like. I used to literally sit and watch like the video compilations of all of his different Bobrovsky calls and they Me are too. the best. They can't be topped. Let Jay Ray do the calls. Let Jay Ray do it, man. We just, we need to hear that Bobrovsky one more time. We need to hear the, I don't Bobrovsky. know. Bobrovsky is your badge and gun. That's one of the best <laughs> things out of this, man. And like, this is a guy that we, here's the wildest thing about Bobrovsky, right? There's one thing if he was just kind of mid, we all thought he was washed. We could all point to games and memes where he looked washed and, and was allowing bad goals and was overpaid. This is a revenge tour and a half. But like, to, that's the thing about yeah. goaltending, right? Like it's, it's so unpredictable. Like it's, you look at someone like Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, he had seasons where he absolutely looked washed. And then he had, he had seasons like his first season with, the golden knights where he looked unstoppable like goaltending is never ever predictable even when you're the top goaltender in the world it's insane avery what do you think about this uh bobrovsky renaissance it's it's fun to watch he's keeping florida in games and if you had asked people when the class began who the cons might candidate probably was going to be people probably would have said pasternak or mcdavid or dry I think Bobrovsky was very high. If you start up again, you said, yeah, uh, Bobrovsky, Conn Smite guy. He probably laughed at me for saying that. 
uh, Omar uh, to see Sergei Bobrovsky go through Boston and then go through Toronto. And now at this point, again, one win away. Uh, like, do you think, actually, I'll post this to you and then everyone can get this. He has two Vezinas to his name. If Sergei Bobrovsky gets to the cup final, wins the cup, and gets himself a Conn Smythe trophy, is Sergei Bobrovsky a Hall of Fame? I mean, when it comes to the full-on award, like, he'll have the cup. He has two Vezinas. So, like, you can make an argument for it. But, again, I think the reason why we're, we're shocked or surprised is because, like, Sergei Bobrovsky, like, has the reputation of having, like, one or two really good years and then other years where he's just like unplayable. And even in like in this season, we, we had, we saw that roller coaster and, and, you know, Julian, you, you mentioned my, my reaction um, because I forgot something that I had tweeted on uh, mm-hmm. April 4th, not April 4th, April 23rd, I'll read. And I quote, um, okay. a goaltender will never make double digits again. Um, and I said that in response to uh, game two, Florida versus Boston, where Sergey Bobrovsky then allowed five goals on tw- on thirty shots, and I was like, "Huh, right? Never gonna happen again." And you know, he's turned he's turned it around. But I, I don't I don't know if the full body of work will constitute that. Again, the the, the Vezas are great, the Cup is great, but I think if you look at his like yearly numbers, it's not the greatest. And, you know, Sam, Sam, you always bring this up every time you have the conversation about, like, who should get into the Hall of Fame or not. Like, it's not the NHL Hall of Fame. It's the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, so you kind of have to look, look at all of that as well. So I think I think he might make the, the conversation more interesting. But I don't I don't know if if he'd be a guaranteed Hall of Famer. But, yeah, like there's no there's no denying that he the Florida Panthers are nowhere close to where they are if not for Bobrovsky and again, not taking away what the team has done. They, they rallied. Matthew Kachuk has been a leader, you know, throughout throughout, you know, throughout the entire thing, but yeah, Bobrovsky has been on a mission and maybe this mission has been to prove all the haters wrong. You know, everyone has talked about, you know, he's done. Spencer Knight's going to take his job. Alex Lyon's going to take his job. And you know what? He's like, no, it's my job. And, you know, he's making a case for it. So kudos to him, even though it's, he's single-handedly destroyed my team. I mean, yeah, there are a few other people who were there, part of that. Yeah, there are, there are many people who are part of that. You need a hug, my man. I do. I actually do. I just endured a lot. Are they the Panthers, like, the favorite to win now in your mind, just with the way that they've gone through some of these bigger teams? I know Dallas and, and Vegas still have the series that they're going through right now, and Vegas yeah. has the lead that they have. But, like, is this really the Panthers to lose? Like, you know, playoff magic and all of that. I know how strong those Western Conference teams mm-hmm. are, but, like, should we all just get behind the Florida Panthers and just wait for them to win? Is, is that what we're waiting on now? I mean, I think you kind of have to. Like, it's, it's just like when, when Avery was talking about Seattle and we're just like, oh, you're crazy, right? And then you're, you're watching them play. It's like at some point you have to kind of say, you know what? Like, there's Disney magic and there's just like, hey, you're just playing good hockey. And the Panthers, they're, they're getting it done. So if they end up coming out of the, coming out of the East – and again, they will be the underdog because everyone will say like, oh, the West is tougher and the West is tighter and Dallas and Vegas are better than them. I think that's what Florida will want. So I, I think if they if they end up, you know, closing it out against Carolina, I think it's theirs, Don, to be honest. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before everyone else talks, I thought the conversation for the longest while was that the East was very tough and that the West was just whatever. When did all of a sudden the West turn into the really good conference all of a sudden? For <laughs> Three quarters of the year, it was man. The Eastern Conference. No, it was more than three quarters of the year. It was the entire year. (laughs) year. The Western Conference is a mess, and the East is like way harder, way more parity, etc. And the Florida Panthers of all teams, that is the most likely representative of the Eastern Conference in the Santa Cup final. You mean after all that? President's Trophy last year. Like, can we like? You want to talk about parity in the East? That's what it is. Yes, they were the eighth seed, That's but true. they won the president's mm-hmm. trophy last year. Like, yeah, yeah, but like, it's one thing to be like you were the president's trophy winning team last year, and then you're like, if this was a one through eight thing, like a third or fourth seed. Again, if it wasn't for Pittsburgh, they're not on the like. There's just a reality where they missed the playoffs. Like, I the Calgary Flames. See- the Calgary <laughs> Flames finished the year with more points than them, and they missed. Wait, what? The Calgary Flames missed the playoffs. 
but had more points than the Florida Panthers. That is a true statement. I hate this stupid sport. I this think sport the really is- interesting thing for the last few weeks that I've noticed, and I like really didn't notice this dynamic during the regular season, but I feel like people are really underestimating the Golden Knights. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know yep. why everyone's just kind of like, oh, it's a surprise. They finished first in the West yep. yeah. without Mark Stone. Like, yeah. I, I don't know where this narrative has come from, but everyone just seems to think like, oh, can't believe they beat Edmonton. Oh, can't believe yeah. this is happening. Like, this shouldn't be Gold a surprise tended. to anyone. I think people the don't want to give, I think people don't want to give them their, their, their flowers because uh, they're like 96, they're, they're like $15 million over the cap or something. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Because they, they quote unquote, cheated they use the loophole that is available to every team in the nhl after the last five years of watching the tampa bay lightning you aren't weaponizing the cap that way seems like a you problem that is you problem that is so hockey instead Mm -hmm. of also trying to figure it out you want it banned that is so hockey i mean that's the only reason why mike jealous isn't still a gm right (laughs) (laughs) this is the same this is the same league where if any gm comes up with an offer sheet. It's like, oh, how can you do such a thing? You're evil. You're a scum. <laughs> Honestly, man. You know who came up with the offer sheet that one time a couple years ago? Mark Bergevin. Yo, that was so funny. Good times. That was wild, man. Could you imagine if he, he, he gets the Leafs job and he tries to do that? His first act of business. Try to be different. But, yeah. Yo, can we get a new host, please? <laughs> oh, <laughs> the fuck? The fuck? Oh, my God. I'm going to offer the job somebody else. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Wow. I'm just playing a little bit. actually game. hurt. Damn. No, but, like, it is, it is true, chest. though. It is true, though. Like, like that, oh. that, like, was, wasn't the version offer sheet the first one we saw since, like, 2007? It was the first one we had seen Something in a like long that. time. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why more teams don't do, oh, because it's the gentleman's coat. I'm like. But it's it's in the rules. And then Carolina decided that they were going to do it. And they know it had nothing to do with revenge. And they got Yasperi Kakanyemi out of it. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting he's there. Yeah, I almost forgot about that, too. How's he doing? Uh, uh, he's He actually had his, like, his career best year. Uh, <laughs> he got really mad after game three. He was slamming his stick. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he's, seems like he's doing okay for himself. Good on Yasperi Kakanyemi. Good yeah. player. Um, Florida Vegas would be really yeah. interesting. Sorry. Florida Vegas, I think. Yeah, I, I, no, that yeah. don't like if you're going, I think that's a fun series. Yeah, it would be the battle of um, goaltender playing like God, and who is the goaltender tonight? <laughs> yeah, who is the goaltender that is also going to play? Although, like frankly, tonight? yeah, frankly, Brisson and Hill have been. Yeah, no one, no one saw that coming. I, and I think that's why Hill's people slept on. The- that's why I think people slept on the Vegas Golden Knights. It's How do you thing- sleep on a team with Jack Eichel, Mark Stone, Jonathan Marcheseau? Like when you have Laurent Brassois and Aiden Hill as your <laughs> goaltending options. That's exactly yeah. why. That's why yeah. people like me were dumb enough to believe the Winnipeg Jets, who had better goaltending than Connor Hellebuck. That's why that happens. Can we isolate that one? That, that, that yeah, one please go ahead. Yes, yes. I <laughs> got know? that wrong. I got that wrong because yeah. at the end, and I forgot the rule in all of this. To go through the playoffs, you don't need the goaltender. You need a goaltender. That's such a good line. Oh, he, oh my God. Oh, boss. Say that one more time. That's, you have to stream. Can you say that one more time? Because it, it's to so go true. Through the playoff, to go through the playoffs, you don't need the goaltender. You need a goaltender. Preach. Mm. It's the oh truth. My God. It's, it's the true. truth. It is true. How do you yeah. think Matt Murray has all the money he has right now? He emerged out of nowhere. <laughs> Although. Oh, oh if, my bad. <laughs> you know. I gotta say this: If we get a Florida Vegas Cup final, the amount of diaper filling is gonna happen. Oh, I cannot oh wait! From oh, oh, oh he doesn't belong in the cell. Oh, he doesn't belong in these markets. Who's gonna watch? I can't Florida believe Vegas? we're still having this like goaltender conversation <laughs> after like Chris Osgood won three cups. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, Chris Osgood. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the team in front of him was sick. Was amazing. And it's probably not was... going to be a Hall of Famer because of it. Yeah. Good yeah. Times. Good times. Yeah. Florida Vegas would be fun, though. Um, mm-hmm. We do have a few minutes. We should probably just uh, touch off on a topic. I know it's been a couple of days old with it, but uh, we, we, we we talk about the Arizona Coyotes. We've seen what the, their admins been doing on Twitter. Uh, their, their arena plans are dead. 
Um, I don't know how I feel about all this relocation talk and people being like, yeah, just put them in Houston. I mean, it makes sense, but like, you know, I've, I've lost, I've lost a team I love before and I don't think it's fun. It's not enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I'm not saying this to say like, I agree with Gary Bedman, but like, I, I sort of get why they were trying to make it work, even though they went at it in some really elaborate and foolish ways. But I, I, I hope they fix that. I actually hope they fix it. I actually hope for the sake of Arizona Coyotes fans, <laughs> I'm sure they exist. They exist. I yeah. hope it works. Yeah, of course they, they, they exist. Some of the, some of the, some of the Arizona Coyotes, Coyotes fans who exist are like playing the league right now. Like Austin Matthews, Matthew Nyes, that they grew up Coyotes fans, right? And so, like for the fan base, it's unfortunate. However, comma, there's like only so much you do, right? Like again, like after next year, they we don't know, they don't know, Gary Bettman doesn't know where they're going to be playing. It's either a college arena or nowhere. I'm going to repeat that either it's a college arena or it's nowhere. And you're talking about a national hockey league franchise organization. It's just, I don't know. Like I, the joke has been that like Gary Bettman has done everything he can to try to like save the coyotes. And it's still, and we're still here again. He has done everything possible to try to save them. And this is where we are. So at some point, when are you Austin Powers looking at the person who has a missile in their chest saying, why won't you die? Anyone see that movie? Austin Powers, Spy Shadow? Yes. Yeah. You know. I, was at a, I was at a bar. I think they were playing that movie. Right. Very so funny movies. Yeah. So yeah. I have an uh, un, probably unpopular opinion on this. Ooh. Go off. Okay. I mean, I don't actually, people are going to get mad about this. I don't have an issue with them playing in college arena. I don't. I frankly don't like you've had what? arenas, you've had pro sports arenas with like 1000 person crowds. Who cares? Those markets have succeeded. Like what is, this is, this is a franchise that has been tanked by poor ownership repeatedly. I think people who are laughing at the coyotes, people who are saying, just move them. I think that people have to remember there's a difference between the fans and the ownership. And I yeah. think it, for most franchises, they don't really have a good relationship with ownership. Like off the top of my head, I can't, I can think of very few franchises where the fans think ownership is doing a good job outside of a handful. And I think for people to say like, this is, this is a city that doesn't deserve to have a team. This is a fan base that doesn't deserve to have a team. I think is, I think it misses the mark. It's, it's not about the fans. Like we've talked about this before. This is a fan base that against all odds has continued to support this team. This is a fan base that, you know, in most cases, people wouldn't have continued to, to support this team and they do. And hockey is like, I think Arizona is the fastest growing youth hockey market in America. If, if, if it was, if it isn't this year, it certainly was in the past few years. Mm -hmm. Austin Matthews is a product of that system. Like, I don't think you can look at the Coyotes and say this has been a failure to grow hockey here. It's just a failure of ownership and management, mm -hmm. failure of stewardship. And I think that, I don't know, there's something about the way people are just saying it's time for it to go that is really distasteful to me. Like you've had, you've had markets like Winnipeg lose a team to the Coyotes, to Phoenix. Like it's, it doesn't say anything about the fan base or the market. It's always about ownership and money. And that's not something that people in the market can really control. Yeah. And with this team, and people who say this don't know their own history, because I'm old enough to remember when we almost lost the Oilers to Houston. I remember we almost lost the Flames, the Senators. Canadian teams have almost moved a lot. And in the 90s, we almost lost five Canadian teams in the 90s and early 2000s. Pittsburgh been gone. And I remember, I remember when the Coyotes first moved to Arizona. Yes, it was American West Arena. But they were selling out playoff games against Anaheim, against St. Louis. Go back and watch the 2000 playoff series against St. Louis. That was a sellout crowd in downtown Phoenix. Go to attendance numbers. We can pull up attendance numbers from 97 to about 2002, where the Coyotes outdrew the they outdrew Ottawa. 
They outdrew the Islanders. They outdrew Anaheim. They outdrew teams when they played in downtown Phoenix who have been in the league for decades. So don't tell me there's no fans there when historically, when the team is playing in a good arena, they show up. If the Coyotes yeah. know what's good for them, just work out a deal with the Phoenix Suns owner. I know it's going to be kind of ridiculous yeah. for them to go back into that downtown area, which they were before, which kind of led to all of this. But at this point, they might as well just do it. The only thing I guess you kind of have to worry about is whatever alterations you're going to have to do to that arena to make it a, a hockey playing venue. And I understand that uh, Matashibi has already put in money in that arena to begin with. How you get more money in that? But I think that's the best option for you right now or else. Hello, Salt Lake City. But here's here's my question. Is that like the fact that that, you know, both, both Sam and Avery and even Julian, we just mentioned there. The fact that, like, is that even a viable option for them to go back to Phoenix and just share the arena with the Suns? Because based off know. of all the, see, uh, based off of all the, the narrative and all the rhetoric around it, like, it doesn't, like, it seems like that's not a, that's not even an, an option. And if it is, then to Sam's point, it's it's a continue it's continued failure on ownership to not try to think of plan C's and D's and E's to to keep the team in in Phoenix to keep it in Arizona, and like. Yeah, yeah, like the reason the reason they move in the first place, like like all all the issues that that's that that's been taking place is because of ownership. So I just don't understand. Like, I don't get why we're here. I don't get why we're at this point. Um, well, I mean, it's yeah. twenty twenty three, and we're asking those questions about the Vancouver Grizzlies still. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It is what it is. There. Yeah. Um, also, the one other thing I'll just add about Arizona. Uh, that uh, those tweets from apparently Clayton Keller's dad and his explanation about how he that, got that, that he was hacked. Um, uh, very context specific anyone, hacking. Does anyone? Yeah, have, very uh, specific. Avery, can you can you just like lift up your hat for a second? Cap, like, uh, why? <laughs> That's a, come on, man. Come on, man. Like uh, I saw, I saw that. I have never. Those are. <laughs> Like that, that was the loudest. Come on, man! I like, I like verbal that I've ever, ever. Like, come on! I, I can, why you? Why, why Clayton Keller's dad, and why that specific thing at that specific time? And again, no disrespect, but like, why you? You know, you know. So yeah. If you have to explain you're hacked, no one's gonna believe you. I'd respect yeah. it more if you just listen. I was frustrated. I should have said that. Yeah. Yeah. Just own it. Just own it. Like, listen. Own like, it, you know, man. Own it. You know, but I'm like, my, you know, I, my kid or my our family had high aspirations. Yada yada. You know, we're frustrated by how this turned out. You know, we hope that it it, it yields better results moving forward. Don't freaking say that you got hacked, man. What is it? 2004. Come on, man. And it, and and how long did he say? In 12 hours. Come on, man. You know that's you know that's a lie. There are we people who've, who've been hacked and haven't had access to their account for months. What makes you so special? You get it fixed in 12 hours. Come you on, got a direct man. line of Elon Musk like that. Come on, man. Yeah, that come on. That that was funny. I needed that, that laugh that laugh that day. That was funny. Hacked. We could all use uh, some laughter nowadays, <laughs> just you know, for plain old silly reasons. Uh, but I think that's gonna do it for uh uh today's edition of uh, Zone mm. Time. Uh, what did you what did you write in the chat, Avery? Jeez. I was just saying, I don't know if people recall, but like I think it was like 2017-ish. Um, speaking of hacked, um, spam and porn bots hacked on Central's Twitter account for three days. It went uncontrolled for three days straight. Three <laughs> in like days. In, in like July. It was very funny. I forgot about that. I must have forgot <laughs> about that. That must have been crazy. Jeez. That, that's def that probably that must have brought out the worst of some people. <laughs> I'll tell you oh, what, for some, boy. For some people were into hockey. Thank God they didn't have the did they have the bookmark feature back then? I bet some I don't know. Anyway, you, I don't know. I, I think there were some nasty people looking at them tweets. That's all I'm gonna say. And that's gonna do it for this week's edition of Zone Time. I'm gonna quit before I uh, get myself canceled. Um, <laughs> we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Will there be more stories to come from the Toronto Maple Leafs? Hope not. Uh, who else will get a job in the coming days? Maybe Patrick Waugh becomes head coach of the New York Rangers, as has been rumored. Excuse what? me? Yep. Why? Oh, y'all didn't know this? For real? No. Listen, I yep. was like a huge Patrick Waugh <laughs> fan, and I, that's, that's a legit just rumor. a terrible idea. That's a legit rumor. 
Uh, I don't know if it'll actually happen, but rumors are rumors. Um, yeah, maybe there'll be uh, more funny stuff that'll make Sam and Omar react the way they just did. Subscribe to the podcast uh, over YouTube and over Spotify and however you else you listen to podcasts. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Peace. This league is nuts. Oh, it's nuts. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.